Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. My name is Jared, and I am your host alongside Christy and our fantastic third host slash producer, <laughs> Jesse. And we got a really fun episode ahead for you guys. We're going to get into Avatar. We are going to get into Tafiti emerging mm-hmm. over at Epcot. And yeah. yes, I mean like a real Tafiti. Yes. <laughs> uh, Tron testing continues this time with dummies and humans which is interesting Mm -hmm. uh disney plus ad version officially launches and we're also going to get into some of our favorite holiday traditions that happen at the disney parks both in disneyland resort in california as well as walt disney world over here in orlando florida which is where we're located but before we get into all of that a friendly reminder that this podcast is brought to you by mickey travels which is our uh, sole and primary sponsor, and you can look into Mickey Travels today if you need help planning your next Disney vacation, but we will get into more about them later on uh, in the episode. So right off the bat, let's jump right into this episode. Christy, Jesse, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm good. Um, it's busy with the holidays, but good. We're good all around. Yeah, same. Totally good. <laughs> Crowds are getting busier over here. Mm-hmm. More traffic as per usual. Um, But other than that, yeah, very good over here. Happy for the holidays and excited. Yeah. Absolutely. It is one of those busy times here at Mickey Blog. Obviously, this is the Mickey Blog (laughs) podcast, but uh, for any of our listeners, like this is not just, you know, a podcast. The podcast is a very, very small part of what Mickey Blog is all about. We're covering constant Disney news. Mm -hmm. We have reporters in the Disney parks every single day. We have a social media team, a writing team, and so much more. Just constant Disney news. And this time of year, it's especially busy, which, you know, is convenient because it's not like we're all not actually busy human beings. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) Otherwise, I'd feel we're in trouble. I must say, I think the dessert and chef people at Disney are are the most busiest right now because every day there's like 20 desserts that are dropping it's crazy yeah 100 i i don't yeah. know i don't know who at uh you know in the disney eating and foodie <laughs> department yeah. is deciding hey we need every single christmas dessert at right every now. location yep. but but wow they don't mess around no uh, no but Beyond that, let's jump right into our Disney news. So going forward, Mm -hmm. this is actually the first time we're going to be doing this segment on the podcast, but going forward, we're going to start every single episode with about a 15 to 20 minute segment where we get into the biggest Disney news headlines of the week. So let's jump right into it. Today, as we are recording, it is currently December 13th. However, Mm -hmm. when the episode gets released, it'll be December 16th. So when that day comes, it'll officially be opening day for Avatar, The Way of Water, which is a very, very highly anticipated project. The first one came out 13 years ago. Um, Are either of you guys going to be seeing it? Um, I, hopefully my husband and I can get a date night because I don't think it's one. Our kids love the ride in Pandora and Disney, but I don't know if they could sit through the whole movie. And I don't, it's one of those that I don't want to miss a second because it's so beautiful uh, on screen. So hopefully we'll be able to get, out, get over and see it. Yeah. yeah, I'm really hoping to see it during the weekend. So definitely yeah. not on Friday. Opening days are kind of not my thing. I don't like going with all of the crowds. I prefer to wait until like the following weekend or mm-hmm. on a really slow weekday. Um, yeah. I like to be like the only one in the theater. So I'm <laughs> definitely going to see it as on my top things to do. What about you, Jared? Uh, I have opening night tickets booked for Thursday night. Uh, oh, perfect. So yeah. We're covering okay, it. What time on Thursday night? Is it like an, a midnight showing? 
No. So it used to be back in the day, as I'm sure you guys remember, because yeah. we're all, yeah. you know, 90s. Elder millennials. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, back in the day when a preview night would happen, which this week it is Thursday, uh, they used to literally premiere movies at midnight. So yeah. it was yeah. like, you know, you're coming out mm-hmm. that day of on Friday. But yeah. they changed that to making movies come out, you know, at normal hours the the day before, which thank God, because this film's three hours and 10 minutes long. I can't so. believe that. It's so, so long. No. So no, I have a 730 show. one? I, I forget. The first one was two was hours long. and 55 minutes. Yeah, so. I'm like, it was long too. Okay. Also very long. But yeah. this one, I am seeing it in IMAX and 3D, oh. which yeah. is what I was told to do. And I just... <laughs> You know, I, I haven't seen a film in IMAX in a long time, and I yeah. just felt like if I'm going to do it, it's got to be this movie. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Now, I feel like we're spoiled, too, with Flight of Passage at Disney World, because I'm if I was doing IMAX especially, I would go there and expect, like, all the smells and everything that I associate with Flight of Passage now. So it'll be a little different to see it on screen, but not the usual. So yeah. there is such a thing as that now. It's called 4DX. And basically, oh if you want to watch a movie where your seats will like literally move and they'll have special effects and certain things like that, you can actually view films like that. There is one location in Orlando that does it. So uh, if you're interested in going on a ride while watching a three-hour <laughs> film, then that's Take your Dramamine you. and then go on the ride. Oh, exactly. Sounds amazing. Yeah. So, I would definitely be sick. Yeah. And, yeah. And you know, before we talk too much about this, I did want to mention, obviously, this is such a huge, huge movie, mm-hmm. but it's not just a huge film for, you know, average moviegoers or the movie industry. It's it's a huge film for, you know, actually specifically Bob Iger and the Disney company. Yes. The yeah. reason is, is, is because one of his last moves when he was previously CEO was the Fox acquisition, which mm-hmm. Fox and... That entire company is the company that uh, distributes and creates the Avatar film. So Avatar is officially now under the Disney umbrella. And this is the first film where it is under the Disney umbrella. And that was a massive acquisition. Over $70 billion was spent on acquiring, you know, Fox. So, you know, a lot is riding on basically, you know, some evidence starting to pour in that, hey, that that purchase was like worthwhile. This right. was worth it, right. yeah. And I think I like you just reminded me. I forget that in that acquisition, Pandora or Avatar was a part of it. Like we heard yeah. so much about. I remember the biggest deal was like The Simpsons coming to Disney Plus or like yeah. Deadpool. And I totally forgot about Avatar, which is amazing. Yeah, and you know early reports, and it was interesting because ever since Avatar came out, and obviously it's the highest grossing film of all time, $2.9 billion. Mm-hmm. Ever since that first film came out, so many Disney fans and movie fans alike, you know, a lot of them tried to pretend that people didn't really care. You know, yeah. like obviously the land's very cool, the rides are cool, but people mm-hmm. are like, oh, it's not as, it's de- like the one thing I hear all over social media with the first <laughs> Avatar film is like, it wasn't culturally relevant. Like nobody remembers anything oh, from gosh. that film. It was all right. just, which I always found ridiculous. But regardless, <laughs> like the early reports as of mm-hmm. today, when we're recording this episode, are that it's not just going to be a box office hit, like it is yeah. going to absolutely yeah. destroy expectations. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, because I'm a box office nerd and a movie nerd, mm-hmm. uh, you know, over in China right now, which 
Disney hasn't gotten many films to be released no, in China yeah. over the last mm-hmm. few years. No. Over in China, they've they've reopened, you know, after lots of COVID waves, over 80% of their theaters. And right now, in terms of pre-sales, it's among, like, it's projected to be a top three Hollywood film of all time wow. in China. Wow. That's, so, that's incredible. So yeah. five films ever have made $2 billion. I personally believe this is going to be the six. I really do yeah, believe I that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I think Pandora does help that land. Um, I remember even when it was being built, and I love it. I'm a fan of just walking around it at nighttime and not even going on the, the attractions. But, yeah. um, you know, I had friends who aren't always like Disney people who were like, well, this is kind of stupid because like who really saw that movie and what relevance does this land have? And now I feel like because even my kids love Pandora, so they're going to mm-hmm. want to see this movie. And this land wasn't even around before the first one. So imagine the following that it probably already has from theme park goers. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and on top of that, uh, you know, and Jesse has her own, like, you know, personal favorite stories, you know, involving her dad from Flight of Passage. A mm, lot of yeah. people love that ride. You'd yeah. be hard-pressed to meet anybody who doesn't have that ride among their favorite Disney rides. Yeah. And and on top of that, some other breaking news we got this week was that, uh, you know, Iger has has been approached by James Cameron about adding, you know, new, you know, effects with the new film and everything onto yeah. Flight of Passage, like a awesome. new a new film that is basically fully like immersive you know, to the, to the new movie that's coming out, which is interesting. I mean, could you imagine going on flight of passage and then being in the water underneath and seeing fish all around you? Like, Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. You already ride, you know, you ride so close to the whale in there anyway, that just take me underwater. Let me explore it. And that sounds so fun. I would definitely attempt to watch it with my motion sickness and see how that goes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be interesting. We're obviously going to be tracking the box office for this on a weekly basis going forward and uh you know i anticipate bringing back on david mumpower at some point Mm. who is our you know mickey blog box office expert um ironically i don't write many articles for mickey blog i'm i'm typically a park reporter and involved at the social media team but um as well as a podcast host but (laughs) i uh i actually reached out to the owners of mickey blog and said hey i'm gonna be at the first showing and i'd like to write a very extensive review so i will have a review out a full article for that on friday you guys can check that out but uh i will not spoil the film i promise but um (laughs) i'm excited for the film in general so let's get on to our second biggest disney uh story of the week and that is uh emerging mm-hmm. at the yes. new Moana attraction over in Epcot, a full to scale Tafiti rather, uh, oh, which, yes. uh, you know, from the monorail Overnight, looks I feel like. massive. Yeah. 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 Especially, I, I don't know who posted it originally on Twitter, but I saw where like the monorail track was in the background and you really, and then Tafiti was in the front and you just saw this like scale and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like huge. Yeah. yeah, and I wonder how it's going to look like the Moana Rock with where the water feature is going to be and all that. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah Tafiti looks so pretty. I cannot wait to see it up close and actually, you know, look like an ant standing next to yeah. her. That yeah. sounds so fun. It reminds me a lot of like old Hollywood studios where you walk into and you're the size of an ant because oh, you're- Oh, remember oh, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's going to feel something like that. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, and so 
and I know we've mentioned this on on this podcast before, but full disclosure, like you know, Christy lives mm-hmm. uh, in Connecticut, yep. um, you know, and goes to Disney on on full, you know, your average actual Disney yeah. vacation. So Family she's vacations. got that perspective. <laughs> Where Jesse and I are locals, so we are in yeah. these parks three to five days a week, and yeah. and a part of that has been Jesse and I have been seeing the progression and the construction of this project since oh, yeah. literally day one, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I've I can't even tell you how many monorail rides I've gone around Epcot just to take construction photos oh, for God. the blog. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. So it's been interesting following that. And I am very yeah. curious to see how that attraction turns out because there's a lot of Disney fans out there that are real grumpy mm-hmm. about that fountain yes. running away. I so, know. Yeah. I think know. Disney history in general, we're, we're sad with change, but um, then they, they just like go and outdo themselves and then we love it and we're falling all over it. So I have confidence it's going to be amazing and a great addition to the park. Except yeah. for getting rid of the great movie ride. But yeah, I agree with you. Different uh, part. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. Uh, that's going to be for a different episode yeah, when yes. I ramble for way too long. But the point is. <laughs> I'll ramble with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I do I do agree with that sentiment. And I do think that's something we should we should talk about pretty briefly here, at least. And um, at least for a few minutes is just talk about how, you know, nostalgia plays a big mm-hmm. role with Disney fans. And I do it think does. sometimes it kind of blinds us, you know, because mm-hmm. we have that we have that look back where we're like, oh my gosh, like the Osborne spectacle of lights, like the I most know. incredible thing. I of do all really time. miss that. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. like if you take a second and realize that we got Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. we got Toy Story Land, like we got yeah, these things right. that are so not just cool. I mean like revolutionary right. stuff. I mean yeah, you that's know true. and and God knows that Toy Story Land was important to Hollywood Studios from a kid's perspective. Mm-hmm. I went to Hollywood Studios when I was a kid. My little sister was six at the time. And I remember she was like in a stroller taking a break. You know, she was, I don't maybe she was even like four or five. But I remember my mom asking her like, what did you like today, Cassia? And she said, I had good food. Because <laughs> she couldn't do anything in the park. No. You know? Yeah. No. So, you, you know, that's what I guess I'm getting at is I do think nostalgia sort of blinds us sometimes to what yeah. that even if some changes to the parks like kind of suck in terms of what we hate to see mm-hmm. go away. I mean, from my perspective, I'm seeing Tafiti and I, and I think this is kind of like, OK, I want to see yeah. the Moana thing now. I Now right. I want to see this Moana. Now thing, I'm actually. excited. Yeah. And, oh, you know, yeah. Imagineering always adds in something from what was originally there. There's always, like, homage to, I, I forget what it is, that little, um, the Little Mermaid attraction in Magic Kingdom, but that's where the um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was. And in, I don't know if you guys know, but in, like, the walkway in the line queue, there's, like, a throwback to the submarine Nautilus, like, in the mm-hmm. the concrete. Yeah. Um, and they also mix the water from that attraction into the water opening day of the Little Mermaid. So there's always things that they do that, you know, little nods to what was there. Little touches, yeah. I yeah. mean, they have the same thing with the Mr. Toad picture inside Winnie the Pooh. Like, they have little hints like that, which is really cool. Yeah. But touching on what Jared was saying, um, how, like, your sister was like, oh, yeah, I had great food. That's why I like the spectacle of lights so much because – She's not old enough to ride a ride, but she's old Mm. enough to look at the lights, which Mm. that's why, like, I miss that part so much with that. But why don't you put it somewhere else? Why don't you? Even at Disney Springs, I feel like that would be the perfect somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But with this, you know, new Moana, at least, like, I hear some people say, oh, yeah, look, that's going to be a cool new ride. 
Actually, it's not. It's a walkthrough. But for people like Jared's little sister, four years old, that Mm -hmm. walkthrough is going to make their entire day, which, I mean, it's Moana. Like, it's so cute. Seeing Tafiti is going to be amazing, just especially with a little kid. I mean, I'm short. I'm 5'2", and Tafiti is going to be towering, you know, tenfolds over me. So imagine a four-year-old looking up to Tafiti being like, oh, my goodness, you know? Which, by the way, you know, Moana was in one of the rarefied heirs of Disney films to make like a billion dollars. Like, it's no joke how big that fan base is for Moana. So, you know, we we tend to overlook that kind of stuff. And I do think that is going to be beneficial for people who are just walking into the park. And, and, you know, I know people get grumpy about IP, but we Mm -hmm. have to understand that these parks are made with a huge chunk of imagination for children yes, primarily of course and kids right. you know might not understand what 20,000 <laughs> see oh, yeah. in 2022 oh, yeah. right. you know where yeah. they're, they're pretty excited about Moana so jumping right. into our third biggest uh news story of the week in terms of Disney news it's Tron testing continues mm-hmm. this ride is scheduled to open in spring <laughs> of 23 uh you know uh hopefully i don't know (laughs) gosh it's been a while since this ride got i mean i was thinking the other day when did they announce it like was it 2016 2017 okay 17 yeah yeah so when i was a cast member in 2018 when i first started they were actually letting cast members sign some of the beams that they were putting up in tron um so a lot of the cast members that worked at magic kingdom got to sign those beams and they're like oh yeah it's gonna be open soon and here we are (laughs) still not open no there's gotta be a story behind that like i would love to hear and i know COVID happened and all these things but like I would love to hear what took so long. I mean, it's the in history of Disney, this has to be the longest attraction it's taken to build. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it is interesting. And I think a lot of current Disney fans uh, really go after Disney for how long they're taking with construction projects. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that at this around the same time in Orlando, we had Velocicoaster, we mm, had Hagrid's, we had help, several... Right? all-time great attractions all yeah. open up in that exact same window yeah, right. uh, over at Universal. So, you know, but I do think Tron is more technologically advanced than mm-hmm. those two rides. I will say that. And I do think at the same time, you know, when people ride the ride, nobody's going to care about how long it took, right. I can assure you. So yeah. it's it's very exciting. Uh, we had one of our reporters, uh, Ed, he caught some testing um, that actually had like dummies Today, on yeah. it and the then dummy, he yeah. zoomed in afterwards the, yeah. our whole team was looking at it afterwards we're like so wait weird. a minute there's a real <laughs> person on there too yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. they're testing it with dummies and humans and everything so yeah it's pretty it's very exciting to see though it's one of those things that like as a disney fan you talk all this stuff about it and then the second you see like the testing you're like so excited to, to for it to open yeah, and you exactly. like, like everything you said about it. Like, you know, you're going to like the ride. You're going to like want to yeah. wait in line for it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. It's it's just the way it's the way we, we go. You know, I, I remember know. how many people complained about the big brick of Guardians. It does, oh, looks I know. You ugly. don't even notice it now. And then you go in there and it's one of the coolest rides you've ever been on. Yes. And then you get off and you're like, oh, I guess the brick's okay. Like, you know, yeah. come on. <laughs> 
It's yeah. just it's the way Disney And Disney it does Tron does look we we were there in October. It looked more in place than it ever has next to Space Mountain in Tomorrowland. Absolutely. So in the beginning I questioned it. I'm like, this is weird, but it really looks good. And the way they redid the railroad track around it, everything is really cohesive now. So of course, like I don't know why we doubted the Imagineers, but and I don't think there's a single thing or attraction that that Magic Kingdom needed more than right. a high intensity thrill ride. Yes. I think that's yes. exactly what that park needed. Yeah, for sure. You know, so it, Disney fans have a lot to look forward to. Of course, we will cover that as soon as it opens yes. here at Makey Blog, and you can read our uh, articles on it on the website and watch videos and all that fun stuff. But um, it we're we're looking forward to it. So yeah, yeah. and uh, we'll be standing in line waiting for it. <laughs> I'll be waiting for all the content you guys send me. Oh yeah, yeah. you'll get it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the last little bit of our Disney news stories of the week segment, we are going to briefly talk about Disney Plus and how their mm -hmm. ad version launched. But it didn't just launch; it launched with uh, different partners, including some interesting ones. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Christy? Yeah, so what was interesting is I noticed, and I don't know, I don't know why it didn't occur to me with who, who the ads were going to be. Um, so when we don't have Disney Plus on in our house, we have Disney Junior, which is kind of like Disney-ish ads. So then I saw like one of the um, advertisers is, I forget which specific cruise line, but it's not Disney Cruise Line. So I was like, oh, like we're going to be seeing commercials for other cruises, not Disney. It's just mm. a kind of weird, you know, I'm sure there's space for all the cruise lines in the world, but like, it's just funny how you, I didn't really think that there were going to be not Disney advertising and seeing yeah. other brands. Yeah. That seems weird. I haven't personally right? seen it yet, but yeah, being on Disney plus and not seeing a Disney ad would be very odd. I know. So imagine like this other, you know, like a Norwegian cruise line comes and you're like, oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. So like, what? But then, but then when you think about it, like who really is, I mean, how many ads can Disney do? So yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think also, you know, I didn't get a streaming service to watch ads. That's just my yeah. opinion. So I'm personally not going to get the ad version. I understand why it exists. I understand mm -hmm. there are going to be plenty yeah, of families and, and people alike out there who were, will want to subscribe to that. And I'm not criticizing them at all. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm simply saying that I feel like we as a society are not recognizing the fact that we're basically just reverting back to cable right now. Know. Yeah. You know, yeah, like when, when cable... we, I can tell you with little kids, we're not, we're going to get the ad free version because they're so used to that. And I mean, call it spoiled, call it, it's their generation. Yeah. They were at their grandparents where they have regular cable and they couldn't fast forward. The, like they didn't know what commercials were, just like they don't know like what a landline is. So yeah. we're gonna get That's the crazy. ad free. And then there's other services, you know, we have HBO um, Go for streaming and we have the ad version, but it's literally like 10 seconds of ads in the beginning and then that's mm -hmm. it. So Which if I don't there's mind. ads during the shows or movie, like I don't want that. And I know my kids, that's like, that's an investment for us. We will be good with the ad free version. Well, I do find yeah. it. And now Netflix is also, you know, I know, introducing an ad version. So I just find it interesting that, you know, when you think about it, okay, so streaming services were created. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially as this alternative option yep. yeah you know and netflix was as big as it was because so many families were just screw cable let me cut the mm -hmm. cord i'm going yeah we were netflix. one of them 
And yeah, then there absolutely. was Hulu, there was HBO, yeah. there's, and then Disney Plus came out a few years ago. So you have all these options. The issue that I'm seeing here is when you have seven streaming services and they mm -hmm. all cost over $10, yeah. some of them yeah. have ads, and you did pay $120 for cable, now you're paying, let's say, $75 for no cable, but you got all these streaming services and right. some of them have ads. It's starting to turn of exactly into yeah, what now you the have double. It's it kind of confusing, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. the whole point was to get rid of, you know, all Ads. the downsides <laughs> to cable. So, yeah. so yeah. I just find that now I think everybody's getting rid of cable and these advertisers they have to do something because I mean yeah. we don't have cable. We have maybe four or five streaming networks and that's it. So yeah, um, me too. Yeah. yeah, and we always pay per year to get like a discounted rate. So it's just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I assume that the ad version is a different price. What's yeah. the different price, do you know? Uh, yeah. It is It is going to be cheaper, yep. It is not, cheaper. Not a crazy amount cheaper. Like there's different stream, there's services that are a lot cheaper with the ads. Yeah. But Disney Plus is not a huge difference, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. It, so it's so weird. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. But That'll go up though. I think they're just testing the waters right now. Like of course, yeah, 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 absolutely. But let's uh, let's let's jump on to the second half of our episode. Uh, that was our first time doing our Disney news Yay! of the week segment. We're gonna be doing that plenty it. more in yeah. the future. Basically, we're gonna pick four or five of the biggest headlines going on in the not Disney World as in Walt Disney World, but Disney World as in <laughs> D Disney the world of Disney. The, the world. Disney blogosphere, as Christy <laughs> yeah. likes to put it. The whole yeah. Disney universe uh, of news between the yes. cruise line and, you know, the streaming service and the parks and everything in between. So anyways, let's jump on to the second half of our episode. But before we do so, as I said earlier, I was going to mention a little bit about Mickey Travels, which is our sponsor. This episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is sponsored by Mickey Travels, and Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. So if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you're going to want to check this out. Basically, they are a platinum earmarked by Disney service, and they are always 100% free. You can yeah. reach out to Mickey Travels mm -hmm. today for a free quote on your Disney vacation. That's mickeytravels.com, mickeytravels.com, making one vacation Making magic one vacation at a time, not making vacations <laughs> one magic at a time. Gosh, wow. I am. Uh, I, I apparently need coffee. But the point is, <laughs> is that Disney vacations are becoming more and more stressful yes. uh, for all of us. In fact, last week we had a wonderful episode where we chatted with two former Disney Imagineers. Please check out that episode. It was an mm -hmm. incredible episode. Yes. But on that episode, we chatted to uh, Ryan and one of the hosts actually had been this year alone to six different Disney parks around the oh, world, yeah. which is so pretty jealous. cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it also seems a little stressful to think about that when we're all having busy lives. So yes. if you need help planning and booking your Disney vacation, check out Mickey Travels uh, and they can book it all for you, plan it all for you, and it is mm -hmm. all 100% free to you. So yeah. check them out. All right, let's jump into the second half of our episode. We are very excited about this. Of course, we are coming up on Christmas, folks, and the yes. holidays. If you can't and tell. If you can't tell. <laughs> yep, from, I see it. <laughs> I know. I'm lame. I don't have – I mean, I I guess I got to wow. go throw on a Santa hat yep. in that episode. The, the Christmas guy isn't wearing Christmas. We're no. the Halloween girls. You're the Christmas guy. You're still in your New York City uh, attire. We're all black <laughs> over there. I know. It's true. I, I really yep. should have – 
you know, came more prepared. But <laughs> we're going to talk about some of our favorite, you know, Disney holiday traditions um, mm-hmm. between Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and also just some personal anecdotes about some of the stuff we love to do every year between, uh, you know, Christmas at, you know, both at Disney and and on our on our couches you know so mm-hmm, and how how disney's incorporated into our holiday seasons and and many holiday seasons a, across yeah. the globe so so jumping right into it we wanted to sort of unveil something on video <laughs> i'm excited I, I know there's some of you guys that are listening uh at you know probably a good decent amount so if you guys want to yeah. check this out on youtube feel free but on the episode we are going to unveil this epic little not little candy <laughs> cane <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. So, Jesse, without further ado, show it off to the camera. You ready? I mean, that is crazy. Yeah. I don't know. What, it looks so much bigger than okay. I when I got it, I literally went to Jared and I said, look, it's the size of my forehead. Because yep, literally, yep. like, this loop is crazy big. It's crazy. It is it's as big as my forearm. It's bigger than my forearm. I know. So, so Will... Christy and Jesse, will you guys explain why we are showing off a large candy cane right now? <laughs> yeah. Because I was just talking about Disney and holiday uh, traditions. Why yes. is this an extra cool candy cane and how does it relate directly to Disney? An extra cool candy cane. <laughs> so this is from Disneyland. Disneyland has a tradition where they hand pull their candy canes. Yeah. So the cast members get up at 4 or 5 a.m. and they melt all the sugar and put peppermint extract in it. And make the candy canes, and they are 15 feet. Yeah. 15 inches. They I like mean, your arms have to be so sore by the end of the day. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a video. You can actually watch it, but they, like, pull it by hand. They stretch mm-hmm. it out all these amazing feet long, and then they take them, and they make these. Yeah. And it's incredible. Like, if yeah. you put this out, they said that each one measures 15 inches, but they're pulling 15 feet worth of right like each color yeah yeah like it's insane but these are so so cool you have to wait in like a crazy long line to get them they do this mobile order thing now where you can actually get the mobile order and do it which again you're still standing in line waiting and i read that it's not always guaranteed too some people have said that mobile order for that is yes not yeah yeah and it's only specific days at specific locations i know so confusing you definitely need to look it up and like be very specific about it not like a target candy cane this is like the real deal it is a hand pulled 15 inch candy cane bigger than my forehead yeah for for those of you guys who are listening to this right now this is a very large candy cane okay the reason the reason this is cool is this has been going on for 36 years now at disneyland and a lot of people line up out the door so we have one of these the only reason we do have one of these and in fact great shape for flying across the country but uh one of our owners of Mickey Blog, um, you know, she yeah. was just out at Disneyland getting lots of Disneyland coverage for the blog, and and she went and waited and grabbed one, and and yeah. she actually reached out to us and said, hey, do you think this could be a cool little unveiling for the podcast? And yes. so shout out to Alyssa, yeah. but Thanks also Alyssa. also in general, I mean, yeah. I just think this is an incredible tradition, and I think you know, yeah. episode three, if They're you guys so get cool. a chance, we uh, Jesse and I. Uh, did that episode together where we talked about everything Christmas at Walt yes. Disney World. So and, much Christmas. And this episode is slightly different because we're talking about some of the greater traditions that Disney mm-hmm. does. And I think this is just an excellent tradition, don't you guys think? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, God, and it's yeah. important to mention too, it's only a Disneyland tradition. So Disneyland. as much as I wish it was Disney World, um, it's Disneyland. And Disney yeah. does that. Like they do things not the same sometimes at different at the yeah. resorts, which like in my head, I'm like, it makes me that candy cane alone makes me want to book a trip to Disneyland just for the mm-hmm. holidays to see that. Because I know, I see yeah. it in Florida. Yeah, yeah, they're so cool, and they're all individually wrapped too. So like yeah. they have like the little ties at the top and the bottom, and it's just—I mean, you definitely need a family to share this with. There's no way I could eat this by myself. You I know? mean, I would. So. <laughs> I'm I would sure. never, never tell me everything. the odds. <laughs> yeah. Never tell me the odds, Jesse. Yeah, I know. No, I I totally agree. That's probably not at least not in one sitting. I mean, if you do have that in one sitting by yourself, I'm a I'm a little concerned about yeah. your personal yeah. health. But you um, know. what's really cool too in Disneyland, so it's um in the in the candy shop on Main Street, and of course Main Street USA vibes with the old school. So it just adds that extra element of magic and like whimsical of the holidays. So it's really neat that it's only in that specific location on Main Street. And yeah, it's just really special. Yeah, it's one Absolutely. of those things that I never knew. I mean, I'm not a Disneyland person, obviously. I've been yeah. there once, and it was during Halloween. So this is an all-new thing to me this year. So I was really, really excited when Alyssa was like, yeah, come on over and grab it. You can show it off. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, so cool. So, so don't worry, Jesse. We're not going to make you eat the entire candy cane right now. I thought about it, but, you know, we're, yeah. we're going to save that maybe for a future I'll share podcast. It. Yeah. Uh, I think we have enough Disney desserts as Disney Parks reporters oh as gosh. it is. Oh, uh, man, I can't even tell you how many Disney cupcakes we've had. And I, I don't know how you get – and I know that you don't eat everything all the time, yeah. but, like, even yeah. just a bite with what you guys send me, I'm like, how are they even having a bite of this right now? And it's I, funny yeah. because, Jesse, I'm sure you get the same thing. And for any of our listeners, like, you know, you might think, like, oh, my gosh, these people are complaining about going to Disney and eating cupcakes. <laughs> not complaining. But it's not like that. It's not that I'm complaining in the sense of what I get to do for a living because I right. love my job. Me I'm, too. I'm more res- referring to the fact that, man, when you have – like 12 new treats that you have to review for your readers and your listeners and your watchers and all the people that you know we have hundreds of thousands of disney fans who follow us and and we're trying to give them up-to-date information and and if someone's going to the grand floridian they don't want to know just where the cupcake is they want to know if it's worth getting so we want to try to give them that information and and it's great you know but when you've had 11 cupcakes already (laughs) that day suddenly it doesn't matter if it's the best cupcake of your life uh, yep. You might not want to review it, but anyways, yeah. I digress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I get to bring them all home to my fiance if they survive the Florida heat. So I'll take mm-hmm. like for one bite, two bites. If it's really good, it might take like three or four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'll take most of the time one or two bites, and I'm like, all right, babe, bring you yeah. home twelve cupcakes. <laughs> Yeah. So Don't eat dinner. <laughs> I thought I was being nice bringing my wife home all these cupcakes and desserts. <laughs> and now I'm getting blamed because she thinks she's gaining weight. And this is my <laughs> for all the Disney desserts. Yep. So if, yep. if any husbands out there have ever heard the term that you can't win, then yeah. yes. Listen, right. we're talking to two women over here, Jared. So yeah. you can't win right now. No, right. exactly. No. So truly for, for my – for my <laughs> listeners who are husbands who can relate to what I just yeah. said. Anyways. I mean, I get blamed on that flip side. 
So yeah. my fiance is like, babe, you're making me fat. Stop bringing all the desserts. I'm like, oh my God, eat the dang dessert. <laughs> you're like, I'm us, giving I you free about, desserts. <laughs> I complain about all the content coming in, but then when we're there, because I know I'm only there like for five days, once a year or whatever, I'm like yeah. nonstop garbage disposal. Like I will eat, yeah. like I'm getting my dole with, I'm already planning uh, what like egg roll I'm getting outside of Adventureland. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the great Jim Gaffigan, who's a hilarious comedian, if you guys ever uh, get a chance, watch his little skit on Disney because it's pretty oh, hilarious. I seen it. And he goes into depth about how, like, you know, Disney is the only place on earth you can mm-hmm. walk 10 miles a day and still gain weight. Yeah. And it's it's yeah, it really funny how he how he describes yep. it because he went there with his kids, of course. But it's just it it is true. I mean, this is a place where you need to get that food in, and yeah. these candy canes are just no exception. Like they're nope. just so cool looking. It's a tradition. You just gotta yeah, grab. you have to yeah yeah you gotta try them. So let's move on to another classic Disney, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tradition at the parks every year, and that's the candlelight processional, mm-hmm. um, which obviously is a very big deal in Walt Disney World. But I do think we should mention how big of a deal it is in Disneyland as well, because, you know, it, it's it's a big deal out there. I mean, Bob Iger was at, you know, yeah. the one <laughs> last week. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a serious deal, and, and people really, really love it. And I do think it's fascinating how you know now there's 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 a little bit of debate now in the disney community about religion and and that how it incorporates in candlelight procession and whether Mm -hmm. religion should be incorporated but frankly as someone who you know isn't heavily religious i mean frankly you could watch that show and not be heavily religious and still think this is incredible beautiful it's a beautiful show i mean all disney stage shows or all the entertainment is amazing there at all the resorts but there's something about candlelight processional i've I've only seen it at, at epcot um it's enough though to like stop you in your tracks and we've seen yeah. it a few times the first time we didn't even plan on it um and we actually outside of the theater at epcot where it is uh, you know and people line up for hours before to get mm. the first few seats we were like oh. right I, i'm sure you guys know right outside the theater like their last row of seats and we still had this amazing view and it was really great because we got to see the processional march in um, so to see that coming through the parks is amazing. And I will say when Alyssa and Greg were out at Disneyland last week and they sent, I, I don't know if it was a video or photos, but um, to see them march through the, the park there, the Magic yeah. Kingdom park, that was like a whole other element where, and I said this to you guys in the, our group text, I was like, do I even say this? But I think Disneyland does the holidays better than Disney World because there's like that, you know, the candy canes and the processional, but there's just that like extra nostalgia because, you know, Walt was there. So you could be walking in his footsteps. So there's that element. And it when I saw that processional going through and the Matterhorn was like in the background, I was like, I this is this is yeah. amazing. It is. Yeah. Well, the parties are also pretty incredible out there. And yeah. you know, the, the characters have really special costumes and the parade and there's a lot. A lot, and they do have the dream lights out there, you know. So right. it's tough that Walt Disney World doesn't have those dream lights. I but know. yeah, I mean, the Candlelight Processional is really cool. And for those 
those of you who do not know what it is, who's listening, which I'm sure the majority of our listeners mm-hmm, have probably yeah. at least heard of the Candlelight Processional, but every year, both at Walt Disney World and Disneyland, they do put on this incredible big stage show where they do tell the story of the birth of Jesus and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, the basically the origin of Christmas in that sense when it comes to the religious sense. But on top of that, they do have hundreds, and I do mean hundreds, of actual onstage performers who are singing, who are, I mean, a huge, large band who are playing instruments. And I mean, they're singing Joy to the World. And And it's a lot of cast members, too, that get the opportunity to sing also. Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 That to me is, but beyond that, it's a celebrity narrators, which is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, so, Josh Gad was just here. I know. Yeah. I the wait for him was cr- was crazy. Oh my yeah. god, I'm sure it was. I wouldn't even attempt it. I, me and Jared talked base, you know, touched base on this a little bit. Yeah. Um, for our Christmas time episode, but yeah, if you really want to see some of those narrators, you need to be there and you know be ready to yeah. wait in a really long line. Yeah. Um, but if that's the one thing you're there for, by all means, go at it and wait in that line for and sure. The thing is, is like. And I had said this to Jesse during yeah. our Christmas episode, which is our third episode, if you guys do want to listen to that. Yeah. Uh, we we talked about how, you know, there are certain celebrity narrators, which, of course, I would actually, like, get in a line and wait of for. Of course. Where, for me, there's others who I just feel like, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan. Like, I'm not some crazy Whoopi Goldberg fan, for example. Yeah. Right. But, right. like, Whoopi Goldberg was there uh, a few weeks ago, and, you know for the candlelight processional, I was walking around Epcot with my wife and I was like, nah, I don't need to see that. But then yeah, right. I'm looking to my left and I'm like, this line doesn't end. There's a lot of Whoopi Goldberg fans. So it's I like, know. Yeah, you know, it just because one celebrity narrator might not be like your cup of tea doesn't right. mean that there aren't a lot of people who are oh, literally yeah. at Epcot that day yeah. for Whoopi Waiting. Goldberg. So. I saw uh, once I saw Neil Patrick Harris and it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have to He's wait incredible. that long. Again, it was like one of those last minute things, which is always the greatest when you don't really plan you on it. Plan um, it. Yeah. But yeah, he was great. I would love to see like John Stamos for selfish reasons other than, you know, yeah. just a Christmas yeah. story. I love yeah. him. Yeah. Yep. No, we, we, what do you mean? I'm sure you just want to watch it. to. Oh, learn yeah. About just hear him talk Jesus about and, Christmas. And yeah. yeah, I totally get it. Uh, no, but uh, Alyssa and Greg are uh, owners of Mickey Blog. Uh, they will actually be at Neil Patrick Harris this week. So yeah, if you go to the great. Mickey Blog Facebook page on Thursday night, Friday morning, I'm sure you're going to see plenty of footage. What's interesting, um, too, is um, so the processional has been around in Disneyland since 1958. but And I always thought it was at Epcot. Um, so, you know, Epcot opened in the 80s. So that's when it was there. It was actually in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World in 1971 and it only went i wrote this down wow. it only went to epcot in 1994. wow i didn't know that yeah, i know so i was like wow i can't imagine that would be awesome in the magic kingdom yeah. so that was pretty cool wow. that yeah. would be really cool yeah I, bring I, I, it I, back bring it back <laughs> no i honestly i like that it's at epcot the reason yeah. i'm saying that though so is because i think what's great about walt disney world and 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 you know, again, Jesse and I talked about this already, but like what's great yeah. about Walt Disney World during the holidays is like every park has their thing, you know? Yes. Yeah. And and on, honestly, in fact, every park has like more than just one thing mm-hmm. yeah. when it comes to the holidays. So, I mean, you know, Hollywood Studios just has Echo Lake and that's all you need. Oh. But I yeah. just, 
I'm just throwing an echo lake comment. But I just, you know, I just think in general, every park has their thing that makes Christmas a little bit yeah. more special there and the holidays more special there. And, and I think giving Epcot Candlelight Processional was a great addition, especially with that mm -hmm. stage yeah. right in the center. Oh, know? I know. With the water in the background, all the countries around it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's jump into our last bit of the episode. This is going to be more of like personal anecdotes, but when it comes to, it doesn't have to be Disney parks. It can be movies you guys watch. Uh, it can be little, you know, childhood traditions. But is there any Disney-related traditions that you guys have held a part of your every year Christmas? I mean, I know there's lots of people who watch certain Disney Christmas <laughs> okay. films, so of I'm course. sure we'll jump into that. But uh, you know, I just, I just was curious. What, what do you guys do every Christmas that? ties in Disney a little bit to your holiday season? Um, so we have actually, um, I've always collected ornaments. And ever since my husband and I, we were dating in like 2007, we went for the first time. And I got an ornament then. Um, and ever since, I've always gone to like, it used to be really just the the Christmas shop at Disney Springs. Now their ornaments are everywhere, which is great. And we always get one that's special and unique to our trip. And um, the big trips where we went with each child for the first time, I'll get like the glass ornaments and have like our um, them right in, on the back of it, our family vacation. Aww. This past time, the kids picked out their own. So that's something. And I, I won't complain with the prices of ornaments going up because <laughs> like one thing I will not compromise so we have a tree and I I told my husband I was like next year I need he's gonna hate me I'm like next year I need our own Disney Christmas tree because we have so many ornaments now um yeah. that it's just amazing and whenever we take them out of the box the kids always like tell their little story or you know so it's just special to reminisce about those vacations so that's kind of like what we incorporate and uh even when we were there in Halloween we got an ornament so always we make time for that yeah, I love that. Yeah, I also do ornaments. I absolutely love collecting ornaments. I always try to get one every trip that I go on, especially yeah. if it's a Disney one. They are my favorite. But mm -hmm. honestly, my main traditions is kind of what Jared mentioned earlier. So I always watch Christmas Disney films, um, whether it be like, I love the Santa Claus. It's a classic. Oh, yeah. But even more classic, like Disney Christmas Carol, like mm -hmm. little things like that. I have to watch it every single year. Um, and then also just, I want to see decorations. So I like Christmas lighting. I'll go around my neighborhood. I'll go Christmas lighting. Um, whether it's just a walk around the neighborhood or a drive around a bigger neighborhood. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I love seeing all the lights and it's so yeah. pretty. And right out front of this current neighborhood that I'm in, we have these really pretty Christmas trees that they put on the whole square corner. And Aww. every corner has like 20 Christmas trees that are all lit up in green and white. And every time they put them up, I will literally stare at them and I'm like, oh my it's God, so they're yeah. so pretty. Yeah, they're so pretty. So that's kind of a tradition recently. I've been in this current apartment for two years now. Mm -hmm. And every year I've looked forward to it. So that's kind of one of those new things that we've started to do. But um, just based off of that, just kind of those things, really. Yeah. I love, you know, bringing that kind of stuff in. Yeah, and I think that's awesome. I think for yeah. me, um, it's mostly about films. You know, yeah. I started noticing it this year, especially. I always sort of feared this would happen. But, <laughs> you know, when you hit that point where you're watching Christmas films, where you're like, man, I know every line to this. That's what Christmas Vacation <laughs> is with me. I've seen that. Oh, so many yeah, times. me yeah. too. Yeah, uh, but but like. You know, with Christmas films, when it comes to 
that season and that time of year, obviously you're watching it at once a year usually. Right. And for me, I have like a list of five to ten that I try to watch all of them every year, you know. Yeah. And, and one of them that I really actually have come to love is Disney's A Christmas Carol. Not not Mickey's yeah. Christmas Carol, but I'm referring to uh, the Jim Carrey rendition. The that, Jim Carrey uh, one. Was I like by, that one. Yeah, I, re- I really enjoy it a lot. I, th- I think, you know, the score is amazing. But beyond that, obviously, there's uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. oh, which yeah. people adore and love, you know. Yeah. And, and now that uh they have they bought fox you got the home alone films are currently under the fox umbrella so those are on disney plus so a lot of people love those films a lot and you know there's certain specials there's the toy story special there's there's so many different specials that you can watch during the holiday season i like the olaf special too the frozen olaf special so cute so you know a lot of people like all that stuff and i think that those traditions really end up meaning a lot and ornaments are definitely a factor of that for me i i mean Mm -hmm. i remember being a kid and my mom used to give us all it was our first gift of the year um we it was the only gift we would open before christmas was we'd all open up our ornament my mom used to pick one out for each of us and i'm one of five and and the ornament had to do with something that you did that year which i remember being a kid yeah, and I remember being a kid thinking, like, that was so cool. Like, like you know, when I lost my first tooth, you know, there was a little tooth ornament. Like, I remember Aww. when, you know, when I, you know, made the, the higher-up soccer team, there was a little ornament with a blonde kid playing soccer. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, so my mom always, you know, and this is one of my first Christmases ever I'm spending away from my mom and my family. So I think about a lot of the traditions that my mom and and I always got to enjoy growing up that Mm -hmm. now I sort of try to pass on because when I have kids someday, of course, I want to do those same things with my children. So now Molly, my wife and I every year, that's like our first gift we give to each other is an ornament. And we try to have it do something, you know, with, you know, with what happened that year. For example, um, you know, we, we got engaged in 2021 last year and, and it was an up-themed, uh, you know, proposal. So, of course, we had like a little engagement ornament and and then we moved into our first apartment together in 2019. And the ornament she gave me was like a Carl and Ellie, like Aww. with like the handprint oh. on the house, you know, like when they first moved yeah. in the house. Yep, on the mailbox. So that, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's little things like that that I think. Uh, you can incorporate with Disney into mm-hmm. your own traditions, you know, and, and obviously normally we're giving each other Disney ornaments because we live, you know, yeah. 15 minutes from <laughs> Disney Springs yeah. in the ornament oh. store. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's I just think Disney is obviously nostalgic and filled with tradition in itself. We always it go to these parks and do the same things and go on the same rides because yep. we want to feel that nostalgia. And Christmas is pretty much that same way. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, I just it. think that's great in the sense where it's like a combination of two nostalgic forces all at once. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. Um, <laughs> it made me think too when you guys were talking about movies. So the one, I mean, I love so many, and I do love the new Santa Claus's series on Disney Plus. I, have I to haven't say. seen it yet. Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but they brought Bernard back this past I know. episode, so I'm into it. Um, spoil anything, and I just feel but, like Tim uh, Allen is like the, the voice <laughs> of our generation. Like, 
we have yeah. Phil Collins with Disney and we have Tim Allen. Like that's how I feel. Yeah. Um, but I love that cartoon Chip and Dale's like, I don't know if it's the name of it, Chip and Dale's Christmas tree where okay. they like, do you, it's like the, it's an animated short and it's, it's older, but it's like, um, Mickey and Pluto go out and they get a tree and they bring it in and set it up. I remember and it. It is Chip and Dale. And yeah, they're, seen it. they're up to their hijinks. That's like my favorite. Yeah. I love that. That's so cute. I also yeah. think another thing that uh, people tend to forget about, or another film rather, is, uh, is I believe I saw it on Disney. Am I going crazy, or is Jack Frost technically a Disney film? Um, um I don't remember that, or sh- like maybe for it sure. Is, maybe but I'm it is. Pretty now. sure it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> maybe oh, maybe yeah. it's under that umbrella. But I always I always uh, tended to tended to enjoy that film. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I just think that there's there's a lot of obviously the Nightmare Before Christmas. People have their own obviously. debates over whether that's Halloween or yeah. Christmas. It's both. You know, yeah. It, it's both. You know? <laughs> that's what makes um, it so great. It's right. transcending seasons. It's exactly. Both. Yeah. And then and then another one uh, that came out in 2019 was uh, Noel. Which I thought was was really well done, um, mostly oh, yeah. just because of the little reindeer named Snowball. Yeah, uh, I just really wanted my own Snowball. Aww. Um, I love it. But turns out you can't actually own reindeer. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Heartbreaking stuff, guys. <laughs> but uh, I want a snowgi. Thank you so much. I'll just keep mm-hmm. it in my pocket. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is it too much to ask for? But yeah, obviously the uh, the Santa Claus uh, that show oh, yeah. beyond that show just to touch upon what Chrissy was talking about. It's very true how like nostalgic Tim Allen is for our generation. I, know. I, I was thinking about that. And I know you have like Tom Hanks and he's the voice of Woody, but I just feel like Tim Allen is hysterical. Like Yeah. Yeah. He's just, done so much more. He has so many things than just buzz. Like Right. Right. The, all the Santa Claus movies, like I it's know, amazing. I know. And when you think about, like I've mentioned, I'm a Googler of like shows and movies when it's going on, um, especially yeah. like The Crown on Netflix. I just watched. And I was googling the whole time. Um, but Tim Allen, like almost Disney, almost didn't want to go with him for that role because they thought he was, you know, bananas. A, a I, yeah, I don't and understand that. <laughs> imagine someone else. I mean, no. he was Tim the Toolman Taylor. Like, I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas forever. Let me tell you, <laughs> he's amazing in all roles that he does. He is. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and the show the show is really well done from everything that I that I read upon. So yeah, I I didn't. The kids were watching it, and I didn't plan on like watching it. Um, but it it's really good. Really, you didn't really plan good. on watching it. Oh my god, it's on my I list. No. Um, and then literally his, had wife, his wife, who you guys did you watch Lost? No. Have you watched? Uh, oh. It's a good. It's a good series. It's a. It's, a, it's an all-time popular one for sure. It's very good. It um, very but popular. his wife, Tim Allen's wife, in the Santa Claus is on Lost, and okay. two episodes ago, they actually made the the whole thing is like the the Claus family. He wants to retire, so they're going to leave the North Pole, and they're like, "Well, what are you going to do when we get to the real world?" And his wife is like. Oh, maybe get stuck on a deserted island. And it's like such a nod to Lost because she's stuck That's on a funny. deserted island. So it was pretty cool to hear that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was I laughing. Mean, My kids had no idea. But <laughs> I didn't want to explain it, the whole series to them. No. By the way, yeah. just briefly looked it up. Ignore me. Chalk Frost is not, not a on. Disney film. So, but it, the reason I got it mixed up is because, speaking of the Santa Claus, there is a Jack Frost in the there third is. Santa yes. Claus film. Uh, by Martin Short. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. So, yes. and obviously, some people know Martin Short from that 
Canada film <laughs> and yeah. Epcot that existed for quite a long time. Oh my gosh. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you all so much for tuning into tonight's or today or whenever you're listening. We're just yes. recording it at night. Uh, episode <laughs> of the Mickey Blog Podcast. Thank the you. The Mickey Blog Podcast obviously is brought to you by Mickey Travels. And if you do want to check out either Mickey Blog or Mickey Travels, feel free to head over to MickeyBlog.com or MickeyTravels.com. And obviously, as we always like to suggest, definitely give us a high rating if you like this podcast. You know, subscribe, tell your friends and family about us. We like to cover all things Disney from not just the streaming service, but the Mm -hmm. parks to the cruise line to everything in between. And uh, it's just, it's a busy time for Disney news. That's for sure. So uh, thank you all so much for tuning in, as always. And if you'd like to check out more of our content, feel free to check us out on all other social medias and give us a little bit of a follow if you like yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which you will. You will. Which, which yeah. you will. I think yeah. so. But uh, thank you all so much and have a magical rest of your day. My name Thanks, is Jared. Guys. Bye. Bye.